proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Welcome to the fire. Welcome to the fire. Today on Church and State, coffee, cancer, and Christians. Hello, Christian patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. And I am your host, Caleb Collier. That's a lot of C's. Caleb Collier, coffee, cancer, Christians. Oh, C. Remember in Sesame Street, the letter of the day is C. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Apparently I've had too much coffee. Hey, another one. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to have some fun on Church and State today. Uh, as you've noticed, once again, I am on my own, and so you never know what's going to happen. That's right, because it is, once again, your favorite far-right shock jock and the most schizophrenic show you're going to listen to on a daily basis. So let's go on over to churchandstate.media, where you can download these fine episodes and share them with everyone that you want. You should start sharing these with um, just very random people. Like what is, is Chris, you're, you're a tech genius, right? Tech genius over there? I'll take it. Okay. Is there a way to just like randomly walk by people and like share something with them from phone to phone? Well, maybe Bluetooth. Yeah. We should figure that out. And we just like randomly, I'm going to go to like a Democrat convention and just share, just walk around and just share church and state to people's phones. Can you design me something like that? That, that might get us in trouble. I don't care. I don't care. Anyway, share them. Share them all over the place. Take advantage of all of our fine affiliates, and we got some great ones. Grid Down Chowdown. I'm going to talk about that one because there's a story that I'm going to be talking about that really is going to make you mad. I mean, beef, they already are coming after. And you know me. I love beef. I love it. Sometimes I dream of beef. Chris, you ever have dreams about steak? No? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You dream of tofu and mushrooms. Gosh, no, it's a nightmare to me. I dream about beef. And if you want to make sure that you have beef that you can use for 10 to 15 years, that's an amazing shelf life on there. 10 to 15 years. uh, It's just freeze dried. All you got to do is take it out, rehydrate it, put a little bit of water. You make hamburger patties, lasagna, tacos, whatever you want with it. It's awesome. Get some of this grid down, chow down. Use that promo code church and state. You're going to get a discount. We're going to get some of that money back. It keeps us funded. Speaking of funded, donate to us. I need somebody that's listening to this episode to donate at least $5 right there. Five bucks. Who cares? Five bucks. That's that's less than coffee at Starbucks. Just give me $5 and uh, who knows? One person. Maybe it'll start an avalanche. So go ahead and hit that donate button. Keep us on the American Christian Network because we really, really want to be on the American Christian Network. We love being there. And lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at Proton.me. All right, Chris, I got a question for you. Did you know that diaper changes are the only time that a woman can ever change a man? <laughs> I didn't right. know that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I I got a, I got a message. I know the ladies love this show, although not so much because Gabe's not on it. It's just me. Um, but women, a lot of women tend to get this mentality that like, oh, he's a bad boy, and but I'm going to change him. No, you're not. You're not going to change him. Men are unchangeable unless it's through the power of Jesus Christ. But women, 
you seem to have this idea that you can change the guys. It's not going to happen. It's not going to change. I'm telling you, the only time that you can change a man is at the beginning of their life when they can change the dirty diaper. And even then, we're not happy about it. You've seen the you've seen the movies without getting too gross, like that air hits and there's a stream of freedom. You've all seen it. You know what I'm talking about. All right, let's move on to some serious subjects. And this first one is going to sound like I'm joking. It is. It's going to sound like Caleb, you're off your rocker. You're off your meds. Stop reporting fake news. I don't report fake news on this platform. So the World Economic Forum. You know I'm such a fan of this fine organization headed by Klaus Schwab. Well, they were just in uh, Davos and, uh, you know, they had an interesting statement. They want to make it to where you get no more than two or three cups of coffee per year. Two or three cups per year? I drink more than that in a day. What are they talking about? Chris, let's go ahead and just hear it from their own words. Why, why are they all of a sudden deciding that coffee is now the new thing that needs to be taken from the people? Go ahead and re- re- that video that's right in front of me there. We'll be having our coffee before the session, and, and you raised the coffee example. I'd love just to give you the chance to expand on that. Basically, the coffee that we all drink um, emits between 15 and 20 tons of CO2 per ton of coffee. So we should all know that this is every time we drink coffee, we are basically putting CO2 into the atmosphere. Um, the other, and one of the reasons is because most of the coffee plantation, or most of the coffee is produced through monoculture, and, um, and, and monoculture is also affected by climate change. Um, the quality of these nature assets is uh, deteriorating quite rapidly. I kind of tuned him out, to be quite honest. I wasn't really listening to him there. I'm enjoying my cup of coffee here. It's delicious stuff. It's, a, it's a, the nectar of life, to be quite honest. Um, who do I have to kill? Because I tell you what, you try to take our coffee away from us, you know what you're going to get? A bunch of sleepy assassins. That's who's going to come to your door and to take you out because we're going to be really, really angry at that point. Yeah, we're going to be tired, we're going to be rubbing the sleep out of our eyes. Maybe we didn't get up till 10 o'clock, but you're dead regardless. I'm not kidding here. This is a step too far. Ladies and gentlemen, we went to war over tea, okay? Our founding fathers loved caffeine. You read, John Adams literally wrote his wife, Abigail, and said, you've got to find a replacement for me. He was that in love with tea. And you know what the replacement was? coffee and i am so glad that we got coffee over tea because tea is well you got to drink it like you got to drink it like this you got to drink pinkies out and and you got to be all prim and proper in english i don't want to be prim and proper in english you try to take my when i was in the marine corps okay in the mres some of you don't know this but the mres the meal ready to eat nasty stuff some some of them aren't so bad uh the the jalapeno cheese it is liquid gold. And I think I've talked about this before on the show, but jalapeno cheese, you could trade anything for that jalapeno cheese because it made every meal better. It didn't matter. If it was the four fingers of death, that's the hot dog. If you were a Marine, you'd get that. The ham steak, oh, nasty stuff, nasty. But you get the jalapeno cheese on it, it's edible. I mean, I have traded 
Firewatch. Firewatch, especially in the middle of the night, is one of the worst things you can do. If you've got Firewatches for the uninformed, this is for we all stand guard. It's usually two people, and you got to stay up for an hour to make sure that nobody attacks you, okay? So the best ones are obviously either the first Firewatch or the last Firewatch. Those are the two coveted positions, okay? But you get a Firewatch from like 2 in the morning to 3 in the morning, it's brutal. Brutal, especially for an insomniac like myself. Then I can't go back to bed. Okay, you get that jalapeno cheese. You could share. You could trade it. You could trade a firstborn son for jalapeno cheese. I'm telling you. But getting back on topic, you also had those little Folgers Insta Coffee. You have a little packet, and you'd have sugar and creamer. Okay, and you could make yourself a cup of coffee. All right, but for sometimes you're out in the field, you're doing a twenty mile hump. You ain't got time for that. I used to take coffee, sugar, creamer, rip all three open, boom, throw them into my mouth, take a swig from my canteen, boom, shot of coffee. It was great. It was great. It was horrible, actually, but it was great, okay? Sometimes, if you were really in a pinch, you could take that coffee and you could dip it. You could put it in your lip. Get this big old thing right in your lip. You'd just be dipping coffee the whole time. I love coffee, you are never going to take coffee away from me. I will probably become a farmer, and I will grow coffee. I think this. Look, I was already mad about beef, but coffee now? You think in America that you're going to be able to take coffee from us? Even the liberals will rebel and riot over this. You think when we go to Starbucks, I know I don't ever go to Starbucks, but you go to Starbucks and you know, you drive up, and there's a bunch of Subarus parked there right off the bat, so you know you're walking in behind enemy lines. A bunch of Subarus, all with the Wonder and the Coexist stickers. They're all over the place. And you walk in there, and then there's the pink-haired person and the blue-haired person, and they all got piercings, and they all dress the same, and they all hate capitalism, even though they're all in their laptops that capitalism brought them. You know the type. You don't think they're going to rebel when you try to take their coffee from them? What are we going to drink? Obviously, if, if you're against this because... Uh, the farming of this product is uh, is making too many CO2s, then uh, tea would do the same thing, wouldn't it? So what are we going to do? Just drink hot water? Is that how we're going to wake up in the morning? It's uh, 2030 and uh, I'm brewing a hot cup of water. Honey, did you want any? Could I have a little honey for you? I'm pretty sure the heat is also banned. Oh, that's right. Hmm. What are we going to drink? Oh, I know. Kool-Aid. You'll be drinking a lot of Kool-Aid when the World Economic Forum controls the entire nation. That's right. They're Kool-Aid. It's not, it doesn't taste good. There's no guy that crashes through a wall. Well, maybe there is. Maybe there is a guy that crashes through the wall when you violated all of their terms and policies and you said the wrong thing at Facebook or you didn't like the uh, post from the transgender president of the uh, United Nations. Yeah, maybe then somebody will crash through the wall. I am really going off on a tangent here, aren't I, Chris? Is this good radio? Am I doing well? Loving it. Okay. Just making sure. Anyway, what say you? What say you, Americans? Are you going to give up coffee? Are you going to make it to where, oh, I don't know, maybe we can have coffee once on Christmas, my birthday. That goes for everybody. Everybody should drink coffee on my birthday. And, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe 4th of July. Well, wait, we won't celebrate that anymore. 
when there's nothing to be thankful for, so we won't have Thanksgiving. I don't know. You're going to get caught. Oh, wait. I know. It'll be on May Day, of course. <laughs> yeah, I got to celebrate the Marxist holidays. You're really going to do that? You really, not you. you I, I'm used to you interrupting me. You're really going to settle for that? Two to three times a year? And you might be able to have a cup of coffee. It'll probably be weak, too. Not me. I like strong coffee. I like to be able to chew my coffee. I actually once put my father-in-law in the hospital over my coffee. Do you know this, Chris? That's how strong I make my coffee. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. No, my coffee is, is you can literally chew it. And he went into a heart arrhythmia <laughs> for the pot of coffee that I made. Good grief. <laughs> it's one of my prouder moments. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about cancers now. Uh, some interesting story that came out and um, it's just in the realm of duh. Like, when I read this, I'm like, yeah, I know why. And I think most of my audience knows why as well. A new cancer diagnosis expected to hit record high this year in 2024. <gasps> I'm shocked. I really am. I'm shocked about this. Oh, I don't know. Maybe because I've talked to so many doctors who were talking about the vaccine and the boosters and how um, when everybody started getting vaccinated and boosted, there'd be a three-year window. Three-year window. I'm not very good at math, but uh, three-year window, 2021. Yeah, 2020. Right around there. Right around there. And all of a sudden, we're having all of these cancer diagnoses. Now, interestingly enough, it's showing up state by state. Do you happen to notice anything that perhaps the areas with the greater population density are experiencing more cancers? Hmm. Hmm. Riddle me this. Hmm. Something vexes me. Uh, could it be that living in a city is not healthy for you? Could it be all the consumption of these uh, bioengineered foods might have something to do with it? No, maybe not. You know what their solution is, of course, we'll get into that in a minute. We'll, we'll talk about that, all right? But they're really concerned here because for the longest time, the levels of cancer in people that are older, 65 and up, have been pretty stagnant, pretty level, okay? But unfortunately, with now we're seeing it uh, expanding greatly in people that are under 30 and they're very concerned because this is the working force. These are people who are just getting started and perhaps they don't even have, oh, I don't know, health insurance because, oh, wait, you've priced them out of it. Yeah. Well, now your workforce is developing cancers and dying off in extremely problematic and concerning rates. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to blame on this? Okay. They also, I mean, I love this this little part as well. Patients under 50 are, are more likely to be uninsured, juggling career and caregiving responsibilities and face a higher lifetime risk of treatment-related side effects like second cancers. Come again? Did you just admit that your treatment causes secondary cancers? I think you did. Oh, and wait a minute. When, when us crazy conspiracy theorists, you know, people like me, when we say, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to go through chemotherapy. I'm not going to do stuff like that. I'm not going to pump my body full of poison. You call me crazy. You say I've given up on life. But yet, you know, when somebody treats cancers, oh, with a very high success rate with, oh, I don't know, maybe apricot seeds, you throw that guy in prison. That's right. Apricot seeds. Something that grows in nature. Can't treat cancers with that. How many people have been thrown in prison for treating their cancer, by the way, successfully, with marijuana? Huh? 
How many of them are languishing in prison? Quite a few. But you just admitted right here that your treatment is just as bad. Yeah, maybe it'll kill off all the cancers, but you know what? We're growing new ones. Just so, so incredibly frustrating to read things like this and to still see people with the blinders on their eyes who just think, westernized medicine, I've got cancer, better go see my doctor, give me chemotherapy, radiate me, come on, make me glow in the dark. When we're looking more into this, they're talking about why they might see this increase in cancers, in particular in people that are younger, and... Who are the culprits? I'm sure you're dying to know. Well, researchers are examining whether long-term factors like consumption of red meat. Learn a new tune. It's not red meat. Didn't we already go over this? I'm not going to stop eating steak. I could develop a tumor the size of a football on my head. I'm still going to be eating red meat. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Maybe a little too far. All right, ultra processed food. I agree with you finally on something. And this garbage that you call an article, I finally found something that I agree with. Ultra processed food, medication. Hey, there's another one. We're doing well. That's two I agree with you on. Yeah, a lot of these medicines are killing us. When you got to go and you got those little commercials and everybody feels so good, you know, you're showing the, the park, kids playing, all this stuff. Do you suffer from whatever ails you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they might be. We'll get to that in a minute. But, but you know the commercial types. And then they get to the side effects, and it's like, they hit fast forward. You remember the micro machine guy, how he used to talk? Yeah, that's what they do in the side effects. Okay? Might cause, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what was that? Oh, but wait, we're back to the happy music. Never mind. Back to sleep. I'm going to go get that med because, you know, my eyes watering are really bothering me. So maybe I'll go get something that could cause cancer and death and psychosis and all that. Not a big deal. My eyes won't water anymore. That's what we've come to. Uh, they also say vitamin use. I thought vitamins were good for us. Oh, wait, maybe not the ultra-processed vitamins that you find in most of your common grocery stores. Yeah, I would agree with you there. So now we're about two and a half, two and a half that we agree with. Okay. Uh, and obesity. <clears throat> they knocked it out of the park right there. Whew. Good job, guys. That was a terrible swing. Wow. I need to go to the gym or something. Uh, but obesity, yeah, wait, wait, uh, I thought we weren't allowed to do that anymore. I thought we weren't allowed to talk about obese people. Isn't that fat shaming? Aren't we, aren't we concerned about this? I thought they were big, bold, and beautiful, just living their lives. We can't do that anymore. You can't tell somebody that being fat might be dangerous to their health, that they might not live as long. But here it is, in black and white, obesity might be increasing your risk for cancer, especially if you're in your younger years. But there's another thing that they added in this as well, which is just fantastic, of course. They also looked at the fact that cancers seem to be targeting the racial community. That's the solution right there. That's the solution. All we need to do to beat cancer is to declare cancer as racist. Okay, because more black people are dying of cancer than white people. Black people are twice as likely to die from prostate, stomach, and endo, 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 endometrial. Thank you, Chris. I should know that as a former EMT. I forgot. Uh, cancer compared with white people between 2016 and 2020. 
Okay, mortality, I keep wanting to say morality, mortality rates were also twice as high for Native American people for liver, stomach, and kidney cancers in that same time frame. So there we go. Just declare cancers racist and somebody will develop the cure. I guarantee it. That's all it takes. In modern America, that's all you need. You got all the funding in the world right there. I, I should do this. My, I, got a, I got a 10-year plan. Chris, I'm going to become a doctor. Okay, that might take a while. All right. I'm going to become a doctor and I'm going to approach Harvard, Stanford, you know, Yale, all these great colleges. And I'm going to say, I have uh, determined that cancer is racist and I would like a lot of money to combat it. I think they'd pay me. I think they'd pay me right there. Just need more DEI. Yes. Diversity. Inclusion. That's what we need. We need more white people getting cancer. Is that not something we can all get on board with? Now I've excited the black militants. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> First, I'm threatening to kill people over coffee, and, <laughs> and now I'm saying more white people need cancer. It's, it's amazing you tune into me at all. <laughs> all right. clearly not a threat. No, no, not at all. No, I would never threaten anyone uh, unless you take my coffee. All right, <laughs> moving on from there. Let's talk about Christians because... You're the new boogeyman in America. And I know, I feel like we've been beating this story to death, but they just keep coming out over and over and over again because the election's coming up. And so what do they need? They need that boogeyman. Reactionary Christians are pushing the country toward authoritarianism. And a Trump 2024 win, ethics professor warns. Uh, Okay. Interesting. So this uh, author, uh, He's an ethics professor, and he was talking to this agency uh, about uh, his book, Defending Democracy from Its Christian Enemies. David Gushy. Doesn't that sound like a guy that's like, when you, when you picture David Gushy, don't you think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger or like Sylvester Stallone, Jean-Claude Van Damme? Isn't that, isn't that where he's at? That wasn't what I was thinking. No? <laughs> no? No, no, is it just me? Okay, David. I think it's just you, yeah. David Gushy. He sounds like a gummy bear. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> Enough said about that guy. All right, but he's concerned because conservative Christians are drawing closer to Trump and his authoritarian mindset in 2024, and this could have a disastrous outcome for democracy. Well, here's uh, number one for you. Let's just correct a few things. As a Christian, I know that democracies fail. And I also know that we're not a democracy. Can we get it through our thick heads collectively yet that we're not a democracy and we don't ever want to become one? Maybe we already did become one. We need to go back to that representative republic that we had, that our founding fathers gave to us, and then guess what? None of your concerns would be an issue anymore. Because we don't suffer from the tyranny of a majority, which is exactly what a democracy is. It's not that hard. You're supposed to be a professor. I've got a BA in history and I have to explain this to you? Man, I weep for your students. You got a bunch of morons in there drooling over themselves, talking about the fact that they got white privilege. We have white privilege. Ugh. I'm really in a mood today. I need more coffee. More coffee. Yeah, that's good for me. All right. So as he's, he's talking about this, he's talking about our history. 
And the fact that we've never, we, we once at a time in our history, we had this idea uh, because there were separatists, because there were individuals who had, who had become disgusted by what the English church was. And so that they established this form of government that ensured that we didn't have, of course, a state religion. Okay, that we weren't the Church of England or the Church of America in this case. And yeah, that's accurate. It is accurate. But you know what? Everyone was still a Christian. And even those few that were not were still expected to live like Christians, to have those virtues, to have that morality. And so as we've removed ourselves from that and we've established a democracy instead of a republic, we're having issues with that. Okay, and when we see the tactics that you're actually, I love this. I love this because he's projecting so hard in this article. He's talking about the tactics that the Marxists have been using for years against us. And he's trying to project that on us now. He actually says, he claims that only about 25% of the American public supports Trump and this, this new authoritarian wing of Christian nationalism. But he says that that 25% is deeply concerning because you don't need a majority. You don't need that 51%. All you need is people that are willing to turn a blind eye, look the other way, or perhaps excuse the behavior. Say, it's not really that bad. That's exactly what you did to us. Starting all the way back to at least 1913 and probably prior to that, you engaged in these tactics and you moved us further and further to the left. And there were people, good people even, that turned a blind eye. They just said, I may not like it, but I just, I'm not going to live my life that way. And slowly over time, we became a nation that I don't even recognize anymore. So don't project that on me. Don't project that on Christians and conservatives, true patriots who want to see this country return back to a moral standard that protected, oh, I don't know, things like life, like traditional marriage, like the nuclear family, all things that were specifically targeted by you Marxists, all designed to weaken our country to such a state that we could just collapse without you guys ever having to fire a shot. Well, I got news for you, you useful idiots. I got news for you. Once people like me are dealt with, you know who they come for next? Look to any communist country throughout history. And you know who they come after next? The artists, the free thinkers, the professors, the educated. That's right. You are going to next be on the chopping block. And the one thing the one group who would have defended you and your ability to say the things that you want, whether we like them or not, will we'll already be gone. We'll be gone and there'll be no one to protect you from the deep state, this great collective state experiment that you were part of, that you pushed. The elitists that actually control everything, they'll have no more use for you. You'll be gone. You'll be in some camp working your fingers to the bone, some gulag. You'll be dead. Your children have nothing. And you know what? They won't be happy. 
So maybe it's a wake-up call to all of you. Join us or die. I look, <laughs> Church of State is sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire. The doctor that I recommend for all of your needs is the underground clinic doctor, Dr. Troy Spurl. Because Dr. Troy is the best doctor, bar none. You know, this is the great thing about OfficialSignups.com is it's in all 50 states. You don't have to be in, in Michigan or Minnesota. You can be in Hawaii, you can be in Florida, and you can find a doctor that you can trust. If you are still wearing a mask, if you have rolled up your sleeve and gotten all the jabs and all the boosters, then Official Signups is not for you. You want to go find the, one of those big pharma doctors that'll give you all the prescriptions you want and you can live a very sickly life well if you're looking for a, a doctor for yourself or maybe a doctor for your family or a doctor who's not going to push vaccines on you you want to go to officialsynapse.com you for sure need to mention church and state when you go to officialsynapse.com to take part in all the savings all the great deals for you and your family with the rise of the BRICS nations uh you've got a lot of nations that are gathering together and they're all doing a gold-backed currency the United States is not, and uh, the petrodollar is starting to fail. And my suggestion to all of you would be to get behind gold and silver because that is the currency that is always going to have value. I might not be a gold or silver guru, but I want to have something tangible in my hands at the end of the day. So I would definitely recommend every one of you go to BH pm.com all you got to do is look around and see that the price of of everything is increasing gold and silver is on the rise it's being artificially suppressed you want to schedule a consultation right now so that your families don't end up in the bread line and you're saying please sir can i have some more stop waiting what are you waiting for four years from now prices are going to be absolutely astronomical go to bh-pm.com get a consultation now you definitely want to mention church and state it will get you the best prices it will get you the best consultation advice use church and state when you go to bh-pm.com mypillow.com has got more than just pillows you've got your slippers your bathrobes you have towels that actually dry you off not the kind you buy at walmart where it's just kind of a slick mess uh, they have got some of the best products out there the sheets are absolutely incredible i think it's a thousand count it's it's the best products you can buy and the pillows even have silencer technology in it and so if, if you need a day where you're just going to scream into your pillow don't worry your neighbors won't hear you why would you want to go to bed bath and beyond first of all they're out of business you want to go support an american-made product go to mypillow.com and then you're also supporting one of the nation's most, I would say, Jesus-filled and a company that is completely, completely built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you're getting a two-for-one there. You know you've wanted good night's sleep for years. You, you're, you're, you're tossing, you're turning. Just go now. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Church and State. C-H-U-R-C-H-A-N-D-S-T-A-T-E. That's church and state. You do not want to eat synthetic meat. If you if you can grow a meat in a lab, if, if you want to go ahead and have Soylent Green on the table, feel free to eat this garbage that Target's trying to throw out. But if you want actual meat that's been freeze-dried, it's been then processed by actual human beings, go to griddownchowdown.com.
look, the World Economic Forum has declared a war on red meat. They hate the cows, they hate the cow farts. There is supply chain issues, and uh, for me, you can pry my steak from my cold, dead hands. If you want a meat that's gonna last, freeze-dry 10 years or more, this is the product you want. I want all of you to go to griddownchowdown.com. Use the promo code Church and State. These are fantastic freeze-dried raw beef. The blood is still in it. You just rehydrate it and add it to your favorite meal, and you are ready to go. And remember, the Holy Word of God tells us, for one person has faith to eat all things, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. That's Romans 14, 2. This was sacred to God. Now this is exactly why... I need some action for my people. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be with you.